Hey guys, welcome to the number 211 ever episode of Wish Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be breaking, uh, recapping the Wizards' epic, and I mean epic, overtime victory over the Miami Heat, and then preview their matchup tonight in their final home game of this home stretch against the Charlotte Hornets and how it may affect the NBA standings. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, review. Hope everyone's been having a fun, um, you know, NFL Sunday. But also college basketball. Um, you know, I know some you know games are on. I know uh, Baylor UCLA is about to tip off, and then later on tonight we're going to see Gonzaga Kentucky. So you know some fun games. You know that we could uh, talk about over there. Uh, but you know we're going to focus on the NBA right now. Subscribe, follow, share, review, and of course, as always, let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. <laughs> So we are going to start off here by recapping this Wizards Heat game. Um, it was really sloppy all around for both teams, uh, if you really do think about it. I mean, efficiency-wise, the Heat shot 35.7% from the field, 25.6% from three, just 78% from the line. The And they only ran a seven-minute rotation. Kyle Lowry, 30-something years old, played 51 minutes. That's not okay. Like, he played more than a, 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 regu- a regulation game. They only ran a seven-man rotation because of all of the injuries um, that they that they did accumulate, which is really, really big. And then for the Wizards, they didn't shoot efficient either. 42.7% from the field, 32.6% from three, 71.4% uh, from the free throw line. In this matchup, though, um, you know, you got to look at a few main things. One of them is Bradley Beal. Tw- uh, you know, a, seven turnovers, we would like to limit those, right? Absolutely, we would like to limit those. But 27 points, two rebounds, eight assists, one steal. And after you're shooting 50% of the field, nine of 18, five of nine, which I'm pretty sure is about 55% from three point range, and then four of four from the line. I mean, you got, and then again, add all the 27 points and the big shots he was making and the big plays he was making throughout the game. Uh, and the great defense that the Wizards were playing. I may add, I'll get into that later. Uh, he was part of that. Um, I, you really got to give him a lot of credit. Uh, Porzingis played pretty well 20 rebounds, 17 assists. Uh, 20 points, 17 rebounds, excuse me, five assists, one steal, and two blocks. Um, played well, five fouls, not great. Efficiency wasn't great either, seven of 20 from the field, one of six from three. But I feel like he did his job most of the part. Speaking of doing their job, Kuzma limited the turnovers, didn't shoot efficiently, but only made two three-pointers, but the one he made, the one three-pointer that was important, which was wide open from the baseline, and it sent the game to overtime. He had 21 points, eight rebounds, five assists. And one steal in this matchup. It was also great to see the Wizards bench performing. 
you know, having Corey Kispert uh, 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, six and nine from the from the field, uh, five of eight from three. I told you guys, as when Corey Kispert is playing, a lot of minutes he's going to succeed, and it's good for the Wizards all around. Corey Kispert is shooting incredibly from the field, uh, from the field three and from the free throw line this year. Uh, I think he's really taking that next step in the progression, and his defense also is pretty good as well. And you know, Hachimura had 13, eight and three, uh, and limited the turnovers, limited the foul shot efficiently unfortunately it does look like he, he is hurt we'll, we'll talk we'll break that down in the preview which is actually really unfortunate um but he overall had a good game and when he did play i do want to break down overtime though because the wizards were down significantly in this game and they were able to come all the way back you know when they were down you know kuzma at the big shot but todd gibson was playing a lot of closing minutes and he didn't have a single point but he had eight rebounds and assists a very big assist in overtime i may add a steal and two blocks and plus 12 plus minus again i don't think that todd gibson being in the game overall was good i kept trying to say take him out take him out and it's not that todd gibson's a bad player i don't think the wizards can run a, a too big lineup with porzingis and someone else i didn't think it was work uh, uh workable is not a word but i didn't think it could work right i did not think it could work i didn't think that spacing wise and just overall that it would work but i was proven wrong and Todd again didn't play great, but he played. He actually he did play great, but he played really well, and uh, and that was a really positive sign. I would like to see Daniel Gafford play more. He only played five minutes in this game, but it is something good to know in the future that because Daniel Gafford brings a lot of great assets, especially on the defensive side of the ball with blocking and all that. So to, now to know that Porzingis can run can play with a two big lineup and the rest of the team can have chemistry with it is very important. So I think that's really good to know now for the future that the Wizards can have up their sleeves. They don't need to do it all the time, but to have up their sleeves and know that they can run the two big lineup if they need to was very impressive. And I'm very happy. I'm very proud of Todd Gibson and Christos Porzingis to be able to you know really work with that two big lineup and you know not you know make it a colossal failure. And the defense was just absolutely incredible. Only allowed 16 points in the fourth quarter, two points in overtime. They were awful and i mean awful in the um in the first half i mean you literally could not get worse than what they did they allowed 69 points in the second half they allowed 37 points if you include overtime they allowed 39 points they allowed 39 points in about 29 minutes and in the first 24 minutes they allowed 69 so a very big improvement there it's a 30 point difference um in you know and you know uh within um you know even more minutes for the uh, for the smaller point half. So you know, it was very good to see the Wizards defense play well. Very good game. Um I guess a very good game all around for the Wizards, but you know, they 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 you know, when they were down, they ended up coming up. Beal played really great. There were some times where I feel like he could always break everyone's ankles and he missed a few shots. And I was like, darn it, but overall I played well. And um now the Wizards are up to nine seven. Scare scared me a little bit the fact that, you know, a team with a seven man rotation with Kyle Lowry, you know, kind of leading the way, you know, did what they did. Um, Kyle Lowry had a triple double, by the way. Um, I think it was like the twenty first of his career, or something like that. But um, but yeah, and Max Drews at twenty two. There's honestly the main things with the Heat, so it did scare me a little bit. But the Wizards were able to pull away with um victory. Now we are going to preview this Wizards Hornets game, and um, this is a lot of uh, standing implications here, not for the Hornets, because uh, the only standing implication they can have is because they're a game out of last place. So maybe they do want to lose to try to be in the Wemby. Uh, Wembenyama sweepstakes up uh, for the Wizards. Actually, you know they're only half a game in, into the uh, sixth seed. If they lose this game, they could possibly find themselves as the eighth seed, or maybe even the ninth seed. If they win this game, they could find themselves as the fourth seed, maybe even the third seed. The East is very tight right now. It seems like the top two teams are pretty much set right now. 
Um, I mean, not not permanently, but of course the Celtics and the Bucks, I think, have definitely proven to be the top two teams. But the Wizards are also playing really well. Same with the Pacers, the Cavs, the Hawks, and the Raptors. So there's kind of like a really big chunk right there that's all separated by one and a half games. So the Wizards could win this, and they could continue to win. They play. They play this. This is the final home game in this entire stretch, and then they do go to. Uh, play at Miami for back-to-back games. If you could beat an injured Miami team two twice in a row, win this game, all of a sudden you're going to find yourself at twelve and seven. And you could possibly find yourself in the third seed, and you're honestly trying to compete there uh, with the Bucks for that second spot. But the Wizards do need to get some victories, and it starts today against the Charlotte Hornets. And uh, you know we what we always do. We start off with the injuries for the Wizards. Delon Wright is out. Jordan Goodwin still has that left knee injury, but he is going to play this game. Monte Morris is out. He did hurt his ankle. Ankle, same uh, same injury there for Rui Hachimura. He is also out. Both of them uh, got injured in the middle of last game. And then for the Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball and Cody Martin are out, while Dennis Smith Jr. and the rookie Mark Williams out of Duke are both questionable for the matchup starting lineups. Uh, with the Monte Morris injury, I think Beal's going to slide up to the one with Kispert at the two. Um, Avdia at the three. I know he does have a finger injury. I think he will still play. He's not even on the injury report. But also, he will play, uh, which is a very good sign. He's going to be at the three. With Kuzma at the four and Porzingis at the five. For the Hornets, on the other hand, if Dennis Smith Jr. is hurt, I think it is probably going to be James Booknight uh, that slides into that spot. He played actually really decently against the Wizards in these two teams' first matchup uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, so, if it's not Dennis Smith Jr., it will be James Booknight that slides into that spot, along with Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, and Mason Plumley. Um, my prediction: I have the Wizards winning this game, one hundred nine. Uh, it's honestly, you know, a really close one. You know, one hundred nine to one hundred. Uh, I'll, I'll say one hundred three, one hundred nine to one hundred three. Uh, no, actually, I'm. I keep changing my mind on this front. For some reason, I keep going from one hundred to one hundred three. I'll go one hundred nine to one hundred. Starting off with my Coburn's catch. I think the main thing, the main key here is. Um, this could be for any player, but mainly the one that I think would be most likely to go off is Terry Rozier. Don't let him have a crazy game. Don't let him be this crazy score that's going to dominate the game. Um, you know, the few, a few weeks uh, when they played about a week and a half ago, the Wizards kept him in check, but he actually has played really well against the Wizards if you look at you know his past matchups the past few years. And the Wizards haven't done that well against scoring guards. You know, it's just allowed Max Cruz to have 22. You know, and with LaMelo Ball, he's going to be a, main, a you know, really valuable asset. We know he can go off for 40-something at any moment. We know he could be a talented scorer. If you're the Wizards, just make sure he doesn't get out of hand to, you know, make this injured team, you know, have a shot. Surprising statement. I think Bradley Beal will have double-digit assists in this game. If you just go back to last year, I, uh, you guys probably remember if you've been a viewer for a long time, uh, for at least a little bit, their crazy um, loss on New Year's Day Eve. Uh, to the Chicago Bulls. They had some players on health and safety protocol and some injuries, uh, including um, when Spencer Dinwiddie and basically all their point guards were out. So Beal needed to slide into the one spot, and he ended up having seven a career-high 17 assists um, when the again, when the Wizards were without Dinwiddie and all their point guard depth. So now he even has more offensive talent. Now he has Porzingis next to him, a better, a, a more improved version of Kuzma, a more improved offensive version of Avdi, a more improved Kisper. Uh, now Hachimura wasn't even in that game. So now, now he has all of these other weapons. I think it's a very positive sign here 
um, you know, for the Wizards, and I think you get a lot of Bradley Beal, you know, now that he has that offensive talent, he could take a step back in the scoring. He doesn't need to be that score, and he could kind of take a step back and be the playmaker that the Wizards would need in this game. And I think it will result in Porzingis and Kuzma getting high point totals, and the Wizards will get the win um, because of Beal's ability to facilitate and make his team better all around. Spread time, Wizards minus 4.5 Hornets, plus 4.5 over under 221. I would pick the Wizards and I would pick the under. My spread, Wizards minus 6.5 Hornets, plus 6.5 over under 215. I would pick the under. I have 209 points in my game. I think it's going to be a lower scoring one, and I do like the Wizards in my matchup just by 9. Uh, fantasy outlook. I have Kristaps Porzingis getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Kyle Kuzma getting 45 to 50 fantasy points. Again, both of those guys are going to have really high point totals. I could see them. I could see one of them going over 30 and one of them having like 25 or something like that. Uh, I have Bradley Beal getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. And I also have Terry Rozier getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I think ESPN giving the Wizards a 66.4% chance of winning actually does make sense. Another one of those percentages that makes sense in favor of the Wizards. The Wizards have been a good team this year. Um, however, you know, a Heat team that basically had almost all of their offense and defense, you know, out. Um, you know, they were taken to overtime still by, you know, a lot of those guys. And I think that was a little concerning. And, you know, Hornets players, you know, like T- uh, Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, they could really give the Wizards some trouble. But since they are without LaMelo on um, the Wizards have been a good team, I do think this percentage makes sense, and I'll give it a period. Last, certainly not least, who you got? I think Bradley Beal is going to be the most productive player on the floor in this game. He may not have the most flashy stats or all that, but he is going to be the most productive player in this game. I mentioned already that he's going to have double-digit assists, but I think it's also going to be his most well-rounded game in a little bit. He's going to shoot the ball incredibly, um, and I think the Wizards will be happy um, you know, to see you know, if their point guard's out, and even if they're not out, that Beal can not only just, you know, be that shooting guard, that score, but that he could also, you know, facilitate and lead the offense. I think that'll be really important. I see him having 16 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds, two steals, one block, six of 12 in the field, which will be 50%, two of five from three point range, 40%, and two of two from the uh, making both of his free throws. Um, um, which um, would be 100%, of course, two for two um, from the line. And, again, good game from him. Just limiting to true turnovers, Not doesn't get in foul trouble, any of that, as I do see the Wizards getting a W. And I don't know exactly how it would work out in the standings, but I think if they can continue to stack up these wins here before you start to get in a little bit of a tough stretch uh, come December, um, I think that will be really important. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, view. Hope you're enjoying the NFL games. Enjoy the game tonight. Of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.